Hey, Reese, Bips, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another post-game recap from the Mavs Outsides podcast. I'm one half of your host, Maurice Williams, a.k.a. Mind of Reese. Mind of Reese on Instagram, YouTube, Mind of Reese Reviews on TikTok, and hopefully soon to be Mind of Reese back on Twitter. Shout out Elon Musk. Um, joined, as always, uh, by my co-captain. I was about to say my other half, but that would have sounded too weird. Um, <laughs> Mike, <laughs> Michael Bibbins, a.k.a. Say what? Don't put that sound bite out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't eat. No, I ain't going to do that. Um, AKA Bibs, Bibs Corner on Twitter, Bibs Corner Podcast, wherever you find your podcast content, at MBibs on Instagram. Uh, and the Dallas Mavericks just narrowly defeated Golden State Warriors 116 to 113 in a home victory over a team that isn't too good on the road, but a win is a win. Now, if you'd have fallen asleep at the end of the first quarter and you woke up to the final score, you'd have probably thought, well, what the fuck happened? I could tell you what the fuck happened. Dallas Mavericks happened. Um, I saw people on the timeline, not excited, but like, oh, man, we doing this? And I'm just like, I didn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I didn't tweet anything. I tweeted some things, but it was like about individual play is not about the score because i knew we'd seen this before all i i didn't need us to blow them out i didn't need there to be a big gap as long as we won the goddamn game you finish the goddamn game you close the goddamn game the way clay thompson played i wasn't even actually no i'm lying i was a little bit nervous about that last shot (laughs) because motherfuckers are missed all goddamn game and when it's time to hit a big one, especially a player like Clay Thompson, they usually go in. And that's the kind of luck that we have. Um, not for guys like Reggie Bullock. But that's besides the point. Um, how you feel about this victory? Um, you know, I I'm glad we got it. I think we needed it for our souls. You, think? Um, you know, this is the first time I haven't dreaded recording a podcast in a long time, which is sad. Like, I'm going to put it like this. The Mavs recording this podcast has been so stressful. Not stressful, but like, it's been so much work for me that I haven't even felt like doing one of the movie podcasts. I just don't want to look at a microphone because of the Dallas Mavericks. Like, y'all fucking with my man, like the rest of my man's life, like. The, the Dallas Maverick shit is bleeding over into film. That's bad. Yeah. It's been rough, but uh, yeah, like tonight, I actually look forward to recording this. I didn't know what, what exactly I wanted to say, but I, I didn't I didn't say, oh God, I guess I got to talk about the Mavs. I'm not going to say I looked forward to recording. I'm just saying I didn't dread it. I'm not like, oh man, Gotta record this podcast and talk about these motherfuckers. I'm like, all right, get on the podcast talking about these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different tone. It's it's the same, 
I got you. Same phrase, different tone though, different vibe. So you uh, know, it's an improvement. Reminds me of a, a scene I was watching Barry uh, on HBO the other day, and there was a scene where like the lady was pitching a show. Uh, the main characters are actors. So the lady was pitching a show to one of the actresses, like, I want you to write this show for us. And they just kept going back and forth, making like facial expressions and sounds, but like with different inflections. That's that's what you just did. It's like, it's more like an eh instead of an eh. You know? <laughs> like, like, it kept getting weirder and weirder. I was like, this this got to end at some point. <laughs> Man, look, I, I'm... I want to say I'm proud. I'm proud of some of these guys. Um, I'm proud of some of these guys. Uh, I'm not going to come on here and say I'm proud of Tim Hardaway Jr. for having a good game, but, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. had a good game. Uh, I kind of could tell. Or you can tell early on with Tim when he pulled that first shot in midair, I was like, hey, this motherfucker. That's not what I said. I said the N-word, but I said, hey, this motherfucker go. And it went in. Then his next shot went in. I said, okay, it's going to be one of those games for him, which makes me upset I didn't take the over nine and a half points like I felt like I should have. But it's going to be one of them games for him. And not only did he put up 22 points, he did something I always tell y'all I don't give a fuck about. He shot efficiently. Now, granted, I only don't give a fuck about him shooting efficiently when he does it bad because I'm used to that. But when he has an efficient game like this, it helps. Now, granted, Tim Hardaway Jr. put up 22 points, shot 8 for 16, 5 for 11 from 3, and we only won by 3 points. But a win is a win. It's because we didn't get much from our other guys like Christian Wood. 2 for 12. Huh? What were you going to say? 2 for 12 from the field, 0 for 5 from 3. What was you going to say? I was going to say, we should be able to survive a good, bad game from one of our two guys. I, I thought we already established that. Well, no, we established that if one of them isn't there, we can't survive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when one of them is shooting two for 12 and 0 for 5 and 3, it's almost like they're not fucking there. Pretty much. So. Um, but yeah, it's it's nice to be able to survive a game where one of one of our one of our main cogs was off. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say Spencer Dinwiddie was off as well, but still had a better game than than Christian Wood did. Um he was literally off the court. So yeah. Kind of affected things. That's that's very true. Um Tim Hardaway Jr. got the start again. He got the start against the Milwaukee Bucks because Reggie Bullock was resting, but yeah, resting. But um, Reggie Bullock returned this game and still was delegated to the bench in favor of Tim Hardaway Jr. Now, yes, THJ had a great game, but I'm still not okay with the fact that we finally got Reggie Bullock benched and Josh Green is still coming off the bench. I feel like Josh Green should 100% be starting, but... I'm not really going to be able to make that argument right now after Tim Hardaway Jr. had this game, so I'll let this slide. I'm telling you, this isn't going to be the norm, and if it is, I'll eat crow. Maybe Tim Hardaway Jr. just has to always fucking play with Luka. 
Yeah. Um, I think we we kind of diagnosed that. I think before the season when we thought due to bad reporting, oh, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> when we thought that Spencer Dinwiddie was going to the bench, you know, I said put Tim in there. Yeah. Because we know Tim is going to play. And if he's going to play, I need Luka Doncic to be on, on the court because only Luka can keep him from getting the ball in situations where he shouldn't have the ball. Well, on the topic of Josh Green, uh, even though Josh Green did not start, he had about almost double the minutes that Reggie Bullock had. Uh, nice to see. I hate to say this. Nice to see that Reggie Bullock only played 14 minutes, but God damn it. Nice to see. And you uh, didn't even see him if you were watching the game because he, he did not accumulate a statistic. Blinked and you missed him. Now, granted, his um his cardio stat line doesn't look as bad when he's coming off the bench, but playing 14 minutes and recording nothing is still, like, pretty fucking sad. Um, Josh Green, on the other hand, 27 minutes, 5 for 7 from the field, 3 for 5 from three-point range. Two rebounds, one assist, one steal, and 13 points overall. This is the second most minutes he's played this season? I believe so. The number one minute game he played was his 23-point game against the Nuggets. Yes. He played 30 that night. Everyone on the bench had a negative plus minus. Was this the first time? Wow. This is the second time this season. This is the second time this season, Spencer Dinwiddie's plus minus is zero. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not saying that as like a knock on Spencer Dinwiddie. I'm saying it because I don't remember the last time I've seen something like that. He's he's a weird player. And if we didn't just sign Kemba, I would still be advocating for him to move to the bench. Okay. Because I feel like he's more, yes, he's been hitting off the Luka catch and, uh, catch and shoot. And I still think he'll continue to, but I feel like we would benefit more from him coming in as a six man type like he did last year. Um, and I think he would benefit more from that. I was a player and, um, and I think also him fouling out obviously affected him having yeah. that weird zero, but because of the, like we blew the 17 point lead after Luca came out. So the starters got the 17 point lead, the bench blew it. And so that's where those, that pretty much determined the plus minus numbers because it stayed close after that. Yeah. Um. So in that case, you would, with Spencer on the bench, it would be like Tim Hardaway Jr., Josh Green, Dorian Finney-Smith. That Okay. I mean, I do agree. I think he benefits more coming off the bench, and I think the bench guys benefit more. I think a Christian Wood would benefit more. Uh, obviously, I don't look. Spencer Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie, what the fuck? Spencer Dinwiddie uh, is capable of some playmaking abilities, but I don't look to him for that. 
but I think it would benefit Christian Wood having an actual point guard come in with him at the same time, uh, not really have to carry the quote-unquote load of the main scorer off of the bench. Uh, I wonder how that's going to look with Kimba, but I'm also curious what Kimba's minutes are even going to fucking look like because if they have him coming in playing a Faku role. They better not do that. Well, they said that they're going to get him on the court tomorrow and see where he's at. So I would hope he looks better than Faku was looking. The main key, the main problem I think with Faku is he can't shoot. Right. Like he's getting wide open three shooting like somebody's four-year-old nephew at the cookout. Like same height. Lean forward, push shot. Like, come on, son. Um, But if Kemba can hit shots, I think he, he can give us 10 minutes off the bench. I agree. That's all I need from him. Don't need much. Uh, if he can show more, he can get more minutes. I'm pretty sure he can show more than Reggie Bullock. So when uh, when Dimwitty went down, I saw people saying, "Hey, man, get that dude a uniform, rain." <laughs> <laughs> Throw him Dimwitty uniform. Fuck it, man. That was that was a rough couple of minutes. Outside of Smith and Dimwitty, who filed out, um, everyone in the starting lineup. Uh, had a double digit plus minus positive double digit plus shout minus. Out to Luca. Say what? Shout out to Luca. Of course, obviously. Um Luca played 39 minutes tonight. I expected Luca to play in the 40s again. Uh especially with uh Spencer Dinwiddie going down with uh a bullshit flagrant two foul. <clears throat> someone who did not play. I was going to pull up Kirk's tweet uh, in reference to this player. JaVale McGee recorded a DNP. Um, I'm not going to search for Kirk's tweet right now. Actually, you know what? I am going to find it. If you want, I can quote it if you... No, nah, I'm on his page right now. Oh, okay, okay. I got so many... I ain't supposed to be out here. I'll get him after midnight. And again, he 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 tweets a lot. Okay, hold on. Okay, here it is. <clears throat> Kirk Henderson. JaVale McGee was signed specifically because Kevon Looney whipped ass on the boards in the Western Conference Finals. This is a fact. Promised a starting job and given three years with the last as a player option, all caps. He has not played in the game. And he continued to not play in the game. So time to move on from JaVale McGee, because at this point, if we're not even playing him in situational matchups where we think, okay, they have a big in Kevon Looney who doesn't really do much. And it's really a fact that when Kevon Looney had that Shaquille O'Neal size game, against us in the Western Conference Finals is where we realized, okay, we need a real big down bottom. Uh, I think I, I don't I don't want to say I don't know if he lasts until the end of December because it's the Mavericks and they aren't really known for making moves that early. But I least What you mean? Lasts? Lasts. JaVale McGee? 
Yeah. Three year contract. (laughs) (laughs) Who gonna take it, right? Mark Cuban is broke, my boy. I mean, if we got rid of that KP contract, we can get rid of anything. We got trash back for him. We got that's other, true. other bad contracts and players that were playing like butt cheeks. That is true. And I don't, yeah, I don't know what we could get for a fucking The spell. only thing I, we, you know what? I'm, I got it. We might have to attach a second, but we could probably get some young dude that's expiring and has been asked. I'm going to put something together live on the podcast right now because I got an idea. I got an idea. I just need the fucking money to work. Somebody, uh, oh, um, why are you doing that? Dwight pointed out when our in our last episode that I didn't include Wiseman, and I, I can't believe I didn't include Wiseman. That's because Wiseman looks like a fucking... Bu- oh, wait. Never mind. It's... Yeah. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I thought... Eh, the, the five I picked, I thought, were better options. But I I probably could have... I probably could have done a Wiseman one. I didn't even... I didn't even think about Wiseman. I, uh, most of them, I think most of mine were from, the, were from the East, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. Yeah, um, Wiseman obviously would be a candidate. There's more candidates than the guys we named, I think. But uh, I like the list we have. I might write something up, actually. Um, I was thinking about doing, and this is free content for y'all if y'all want to steal it. Uh, you won't do it the same way I do it. But I was thinking about doing like a kind of like the play GM thing, but like laying out my plan for the Mavs because I don't expect Nico to pull this type of stuff off like if i was taking if nico got fired tomorrow and i got hired like what i would be doing which is okay so i put this trade together and i think the only thing stopping it is the fact that javel mcgee cannot be traded yet december 15th yeah but in this trade machine obviously it's you know it should let you let it go through and just tell you he can't be traded, right? Or it's telling you it's not good. It's saying failed, and when I look at why, it says recently signed. JaVel McGee okay. cannot yeah. be traded until so it's um, JaVel McGee, Davis Bertans, and Reggie Bullock. A lot of trash there, okay? For Gordon Hayward. Okay. Broke shoulder Gordon Hayward, right? Say what? It's a broken shoulder Gordon Hayward, right? Yeah. What is Davis's two years left or three? Two years left. No, three years left. One of them is a player option, I think. I think it's partial, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I might be tripping. Uh, Reggie has two years left. The last year is a team option. Hopefully they decline that shit after this year in real life. But... And Gordon's just this year and next year, right? Yes. Oh. 
I ain't mad at it. I saw Gordon Hayward. Um, maybe it was a week ago. I saw a Mavs page say, you know, would you guys like Gordon Hayward on the Mavs? And people are saying no. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, why not? I mean, if the price is not high, as long as we're not giving up too much. And I can't imagine that we would. Josh, if Josh and Jaden are not in a trade, there's not many trades I'm saying no to. Yeah. Tim Hardaway Jr., JaVale McGee, Reggie Bullock, Davis Bertans, Dwight Powell. Dorian Finney-Smith may be the only other person I would object to trading. Yeah, Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer. I'm not trading Spencer. Trade. We can't afford to trade Spencer. Yeah, we not. I'm not trading Spencer Dinwiddie for Gordon Haywood. Yeah, like, but, granted, health is always an issue with Gordon Haywood. But outside of that, I see no problem. It would need to be like the KP trade. It would what? It, like you just did, it would need to be like the KP trade. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're ready to move on from him, so they're getting some trash in return. They can decline Reggie Bullock's contract after this year. Whatever they want to do with JaVale McGee, cool. I think he'll be fine there. I mean, they need – well, I don't know if they need big depth now with Nick Richards uh, playing as well. Not as well, but decently well off the bench for them. Uh, you know, still not. They've been playing Kai Jones – Kai Jones played some minutes. He, he was actually playing the other night when I watched him. Gotcha. I do have a stat that just came across my desk. Across your desk. Wow. Career 40-point games. Luka 20, Dirk 20. Already. Wow. It's crazy. I mean, that's not a shot. No. Considering the way that, like, yeah. I don't have to explain why that's not Dirk, a shot. Dirk was the type of scorer where he could score 50 a night if he wanted, but he scored as much as he had to score. Right, and the ball's not always in his hands either. He's not a point guard. So, Speaking of point guards, let's double back to that, uh, that Kimball Walker signing. Dallas Maverick fans, the NBA season is heating up and there's still so many unknown possibilities. I mean, we're really only in the first quarter of the season still. Luka is racing up the MVP ladder at the top right now, but I guess it's depending on who you ask. But anything can happen. You can go on DraftKings Sportsbook and make predictions on MVP awards. Maybe you think Luka Doncic is going to be MVP. Maybe you think Jason Tatum will be MVP. Sixth man of the year. It's Christian Wood making a case. Maybe it's Benedict Matherin, the young rookie. First rookie to win sixth man of the year says Ben Gordon, possibly. Anything can happen. Most improved player. The way the NBA is shaping up this year, it's a lot of options. When I'm looking to get into action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line for any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, Place the same game parlay 
and combine multiple bets, like which team will win, total rebounds, total points, maybe the over-under on total team points, and much more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Now, be smart about it. Don't You got to add legs, but be smart about your bets. Don't go into this doing an eight-leg parlay with Kevin Durant to score 15 points, Luka Doncic to score 10 points, Luka Doncic to get five assists. You're not going to win much money like that. You got to bet big. Go big or go home. Me, I go home a lot. I tend to do these eight-leg parlays, and, 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 and they fail terribly. Uh, y'all heard my rant about Alpron Shingun um, just a few days ago, which I'm still hurt about because I would still have that $249. But, hey, you live to bet another day. Bars. Just download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Let's talk about that. uh, Let's talk about that Kimball Walker signing. Um, obviously it's a, it's a one year deal. Um, I don't know what my expectations are. Like I told you, I'm not completely positive that he won't have a Faku type role where there's nights he doesn't play. Um, I just want to say, as far as the fans go, I know how excited y'all get when we get new players that we quote unquote need. And I really don't want y'all to get y'all hopes up for this like even if he plays a lot like I also don't like and I was going to tweet about it but I didn't a lot of Twitter pages tweeting out Dallas Mavericks sign former all-star I'm like bro stop saying that like (laughs) stop saying that like that's not who we're getting and that's no offense to Kimball Walker but that's not who he is anymore like I needed y'all to stop tweeting that immediately because, like, motherfuckers who don't know any better are going to think we're getting some kind of big three type motherfucker. And I'm not talking about Ice Cube's league, even though he was almost headed there. <laughs> Saw that coming a mile away. Um, <laughs> more importantly, I don't like that because then it makes people come out and, oh, y'all really think this is going to do something? And, oh, Kemba's washed and da 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 da. Now, we don't we don't need to be told that. Right. We, we don't need to be told that Campbell Walker is washed. Like, I, I understand that a lot of y'all don't watch any team but your own, but that is don't 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 come in my mentions with that, please. I literally live an hour and a half from Charlotte. I'm very in tune with Campbell Walker's game. I'm very in tune with what has occurred since he left. A lot of unfortunate circumstances, but I don't know if he's as washed as the discussion is. The only question is, is he healthy? Yeah, that's why I said unfortunate circumstances. Statistically, he was still scoring. 
Yeah, I also don't think the Celtics were as good a fit as they weren't as people thought he would be. Yeah. In New York, we know Thibodeau's weird. Yeah, that that was never going to work, honestly. And uh, he handled it like a professional. I thought, yeah, hundred percent. Um, I don't know what happened after that. Too much. I I will say I lost track after that. Um. But for me, the fact that he hasn't been playing is good. That means his knee's been resting. And as was pointed out during the broadcast, um, I can't remember who it was, but they were like, you know, uh, he, you know, he was interviewed by Stephanie Reddish, uh, former Hornets uh, broadcaster. So she knew him very well. Yeah. I was wondering why she said good to see you again or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she used to work for the Hornets. Um, I miss that crew, man. Her, the dude to be, um, diddly D. Yeah, that crazy motherfucker. And, and Dale Curry, like that's a squad. That was a squad, man. Um, I used to watch the games just so I could hear those three. But anyway, you was able to watch them. No blackouts. That was I had the local channel. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. And then Bally went exclusive to whatever they went exclusive to, or Fox Sports Southwest at the time, I guess, or Southeast for me. Anyway, um, he said, you know, he feels better than he has in a long time. And they were like, yeah, you haven't been playing. Of course, you feel great. Um, But, you know, tomorrow they said they're going to get him on the court. We'll see how he looks basketball wise. We'll see how he feels afterward, knee wise. And then hopefully, again, we can get a guy that can play 10 minutes. Uh, Going back to your point about him being Faku. I think the goal would be that you cut Faku because you didn't realize how bad he was and you're bringing in Kemba because you hope that he can be more than that. Yes. Now, um, granted, I don't know how they didn't see how bad Faku was, but... we I think we can establish that these people don't know what they're doing. Um, I think that's an accurate assumption. It's 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 horrible. Like oh, this, this actually ties in perfectly. When Dinwiddie went down, they had Frank right there. The guy that we were told we didn't need to go get another point guard for because we had him on the roster. They had him right there. They didn't need him to run anything for a long time. They just needed two, three minutes of point guard play. And the guy that we were told we didn't need to go get help because we had him on our roster could not give this. They didn't trust him to give us two minutes. Fuck that. They just bought up Jaden Hardy. I, I, a lot of people were asking for Jaden Hardy there. I wouldn't have put him in that situation. Against the Golden State Warriors, you know, yeah, think, like, yeah. come, like you gotta um, think about being a, a seven, eighteen-year-old, nineteen-year-old, <laughs> and dreaming about playing in the NBA your whole life. <laughs> in your first real minutes, you looking at Steph Curry, like, hey, yeah. I'm not trying to put nobody in that situation at all. <laughs> first of all, not only that, you're looking at Steph Curry, you're chasing around Steph, Jordan, Poole, and Klay Thompson. It's like that first person camera where it's just shaking and you just like huh, 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 huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was not trying to see J like he could have handled it, you know, it could have went perfectly for him, but it also could have went very poorly. And then Jason Kidd pulls you out a minute later and now your confidence is shot. Like five I minutes, five minutes into your first real plan time, you realize you're not as in shape as you thought you were. Like, oh my God, that, that's coach called timeout. You got your hands on your shorts, like coach. Why are you sweating so hard, bro? 
about that 30 seconds. Coach. That's Jordan Poole, man. It feels like I'm chasing two motherfuckers out there, Coach. He did a hezzy, hezzy, tween cross, <laughs> travel, carry, hook. I ain't never seen nothing like it, Coach. I was chasing Steph. And he locked arms with Jordan Poole and did like a ring around the Rosie. I lost my man. I ain't know what I'm getting lightheaded, coach. <laughs> At an anime moment. Oh, go. <laughs> he was right there. Oh, my God, man. I can imagine. Uh, I'm getting tired thinking about it. <laughs> um, I don't care how much of a hooper you are. That's not that's not that's not a good. Situation. That's different. That's a different type of cardio. <laughs> that's the kind of cardio you don't if a dude got to chase them around all game and you don't put up no stats i'll let it slide he was down there on the sidelines dry like i'm not putting him in to chase around a, a, a full full lubricate pause full loosened up you know what <laughs> this ain't getting no better let's, let's move on it was no there was no way <laughs> You know what? I don't even want to talk about this no more. Um, <laughs> a fully fluffed. You know what a fluffer is? I do. Okay. All right. So you did that on purpose. Yes. All right. Um, is there anything in this game we did not cover? Uh, let me pull up the box. Oh, so Josh, you mentioned his stat line. The refs robbed him of five points and an assist. I remember the assist they robbed him of. What was the assist? Because I don't remember that somebody pointed it out to me. Or they saw um, I believe it was a tipped pass to someone. Like he tipped the ball to to someone. Oh. Okay. And what? Ha- why didn't he count it? I have no idea. Okay. So the- maybe it, I think it. I think it might have been like a rebound tip. I'm not okay. sure. I know the three they took was when Luca had that travel that wasn't a travel. Yeah. And they hit him in the corner and he hit it. And then the two they took away was when Maxi got tackled by Jordan Poole, I believe. And they called a foul on Maxi. I'm glad while, you mentioned Maxi. Josh was doing a layup. Say what? I'm glad you mentioned Maxi's name. Shout out to Maxi. I'll get to that after you say what you got to say. That was it. I just want to point out that Josh got, got robbed of five points. Um, as far as Christian Wood, you mentioned the two for 12, 0 for five from three. I think after the first few misses, he started forcing it. Yeah. And it's, he got put into that situation that, that, that you talk about with usually with young players where they haven't been getting the minutes they think they deserve, or they get pulled every time they make a mistake. So they try too hard sometimes. Go ahead. It's actually unfortunate because I don't know if you remember, but um, earlier in the season, I can't remember who he played, but I came on here and praised Christian Wood because he wasn't really having a good offensive game in the beginning or in the first half or whatever. And I did, I praised him because he wasn't forcing his shots. And he was still playing within the flow of the offense, and he wasn't bringing the ball up, trying to go solo to get his own buckets to get himself going. And now with this game, you see him doing that, and I think that has a lot to do with the fact that he's probably like, man, 
found you something. Dude already cutting my playing time. He just right. gonna cut it some more. Right. Like, and I'm glad you brought that up because, like you said, earlier in the season, game wasn't going for him. Okay, let me just play within the team. Got punished for that. Yeah. So now it's like game's not going well for me, but he's gonna punish me if I don't take these shots. And he took shots I've never seen him take. Um, or was f- shooting like with off more off balance than normal, like with that three that he got in transition, mm-hmm. the KP trail three. Um, th- he was way off balance on that shot. Under normal circumstances, I don't think he would have shot it. I think he wanted it too much. Um, with that said, I applaud Kid for sticking with him pretty long. Because for a minute, I wasn't sure he was going to get to 20 minutes. He ended up playing almost 26. And then. I want to applaud Luca because after a couple of bad misses, uh, you can see Wood was kind of in his feelings. And Luca came over and put his hand on his chest and told him, you know, it's going to be good. You all right? Or keep keep going or whatever. Like gave him their words of encouragement. And people were pointing out, you know, this doesn't fit many of the Luca narratives or whatever. But I like seeing that moment. What it told me is that Luca legitimately understands how important Christian Wood is. And wants him to succeed because he doesn't do that stuff regularly. Um, he did something similar for Josh one time, like going over to help him up and like encouraging him. Um, again, Luca doesn't do that a ton, but he does he does it for the guys he wants on the court. Clearly. So at least our best player wants our Christian Wood on the goddamn court. I don't know what the fuck is up with the coach. But uh, you mentioned Maxi. I tweeted about it. I just wanted to briefly say I like that I see him putting the uh, ball on the floor a lot more now when defenders are closing out on him. Um, we saw it in the last game. Uh, was it against the Bucks or was it the game before that? I'm not sure where he put the ball on the floor. The Raptors? I think it was the Raptors. The, uh, the end of the game? I can't remember if it was the end of the game. I know he was we in lost? the quarter. God damn it. You just, you, 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 you souring it. Like, I know we lost. God damn it. <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, it, it, that's how I know what it was. It was the last play of the game. Maxie got the ball in the middle. Didn't know. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. Oh, okay. I'm not talking about that. Um, he was in the corner and a defender closed out on him and he put the ball on the floor and pulled up from mid range. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was that um, just even if he doesn't attack the basket or like he attacked the basket this game early in the game after a defender closed out on him. I believe a defender closed out on him, uh, drove on Kevin Looney. Um, even if you don't really do anything with it, if you don't do anything at the basket, the defenders have to respect the fact or plan for the fact that, man, this dude might put the ball on the floor. I shouldn't close out too hard. And that helps him a lot with, uh, his three-point shooting, and it just helps the flow of the offense and getting being able to move the ball around and breaking down the defense. So hopefully he keeps that up. Hopefully that's not just a small thing that I've seen in the last two games, but just want to point that out. No, definitely, definitely important. Um, damn, there was something I was going to say, but I have completely forgotten it at this point in time. Fuck it. Oh, wait. Damn it. I can't remember what it was. You better remember in the next few seconds because I'm about to close this motherfucker out. 
Maxi Kleba, Christian Wood. Wood, Green, Maxi, or Luca? Oh, Green. There was a person who came in my mentions um, asking why Josh Green doesn't play. Like I said, they don't watch a lot of Mavs, mm-hmm. but watching this game tonight, like, why is Josh Green fighting for minutes? Because he looked like the second best player on the team. It's a great question. Ask our coach. A fantastic question. Why isn't he starting? He should be starting. It's not even a question. Um, Dwight said a while ago that, you know, the the whole debate between Reggie Bullock and Josh Green should be completely over. It's over. And it's been over for me for a minute, but that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, he should be starting. I don't I don't know what why JC Kidd won't just accept it. It's a lot of things Jason Kidd won't accept. Somebody else pointed it out during the broadcast that he adds another dimension to our team. Um, and uh, people were pointing it out on the timeline all day about his adding a level of dynamism on both sides of the court. But uh, Jason Kidd just doesn't get it, so whatever. It's fucking so psychopath, dude. I don't Oh, as Kurt called him, I saw him call him in a group chat a sociopath. That's very close. Somebody said, uh, and I know you want to close it out. Somebody said, um, fuck it. I forgot what he said. (laughs) 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 Oh, damn. I need Justice Winslow not to get another rebound for the rest of the game. Uh, Jalen Brunson blew my parlays. Recently, I've been doing like a lot of under on rebound parlays, like just a bunch of guards or guys that I don't think are going to rebound well. Um, I took Steph Curry under six and a half. He got five. I took Spencer Dinwiddie under three and a half. He he got zero. I took Wiggins under five and a half. He got one. And I took Christian Wood under eight and a half. He got eight. So that was close. Um, And then I took... Never mind. He literally just got the fucking rebound. All right. We about to close. Um, about to say it's only halftime. So it wasn't looking good for you. I took his under five and a half and he, he just got the six rebound. Like that was the one parlay I had left. Fuck it. Um got it for no reason, too. That's the part that probably. No fucking reason, man. Um he was gonna get it anyway. Who am I joking? Uh yeah. So we'll see y'all on Thursday, right? Yeah, Pistons. Thursday. Thursday for the Pistons game. Um, Are we away? Yeah. Good. That means it'll be an early game. Um, That's at 7 o'clock. Yeah, perfect. Um, We'll see y'all Thursday for the Pistons game. Hopefully we can build a win streak. It is the fucking Pistons, but who knows? Um, Shit. Yeah. Uh, unless you got any. No, you ain't got nothing to add. I ain't even gonna give you the. I ain't gonna give you the chance. <laughs> <laughs> Next game is twelve thirty on Saturday. That's gonna be <clears throat> off my weekend. Well, I'm off on Saturday, so that's cool. I don't think I have anything to do. I don't go to the movies real early like that, so 
I try to. I know you try to. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see y'all Thursday. Peace. Peace. Thank you.